Ah, there you are. I seem to be stuck up here. Hmm? Hmm? Oh, so you're my replacements. <laughs> a dandy and a clown. Have you done anything? Well, we've uh, assessed the situation. Just as I thought. <laughs> Nothing. Well, it's not easy, you know. Not as if we knew what that stuff is. No. Then I'll tell you. It's a time bridge. Oh, I see. Now, what's a bridge for, eh? Well, uh, crossing. Right. So stop dilly-dallying and cross it. Wait! You, you, uh, you faded him again. I did not yes, fade you him. You saw him. I shall ask, but who was that? Me. Me! Me. And coming up in this episode, it's the special special. We're talking about multiple Doctor Who stories and more in... Doctor, Doctor Who and the Complete, complete Menagerie. menagerie. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Tom's back, Tom. You're oh, back. thank fuck for that. Thanks for letting me back in the room, you... <laughs> yes, you were you were disbarred for a while. Yes, yes. You, for talking over people, apparently. <laughs> right. Rapping on the door, I was when you were recording. Let me in, let me in. But we said no, no. no. We've got a special guest, Buddy Windrush. I mean, for fuck's sake, Sam! <laughs> what the were you thinking? <laughs> Buddy Windrush. Well, yeah, Buddy Windrush was the last episode that went out, but I liked it. It was a cutaway. Cutaway. It's not technically. <laughs> Buddy Windrush is not canon. It's not canon. Delete it! <laughs> Delete the fucking thing now! <laughs> Honestly, we thought we would get we're, the last episode, listeners, of this series, the finale, if you will, is all about Sylvester McCoy, so we got Buddy Windrushing to have an alternative view for maybe seven or eight minutes. <laughs> a comedy, and a comedy relief, a sort of a buffoon to laugh at. An irrelevant Yorkshireman with a bald head to, uh, to sort of amuse, the, to amuse ourselves. Uh, and we just thought we'd slot him into the uh, to that episode. Wow. Next thing we know, we wake up one morning with the startling news that Paneo <laughs> has interviewed him for about a day. <laughs> Longer than one of our fucking episodes. <laughs> Without me, buddy fucking Windrush. It was, it was ego bruising. I have to say, I've recently been in um, Berlin and I saw that the, the episode had come out um, when I was in Berlin Airport. And I, decided to tune in because I could hop onto the Wi-Fi there. Being Germans, they've got that sort of technology. <laughs> and um, I was listening to it and I thought, oh, it's Paneo and, and, uh, and Buddy Windrush. So so maybe um, maybe we, maybe we Tom and me come into it a bit later on. So I sort of skipped through to the middle bit. And no. Uh, uh, you know how Colin Baker felt in 87. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday night. Yeah. I am the Doctor. <coughs> but having got yeah. over the... the the bruising to my ego, thinking that this is a, an episode of Doctor Who and the Complete Menagerie that I'm not in, um, which makes makes Sam sort of the uh, the, the Jenny of Survivors, the, the Lucy yes. Fleming who's in every episode. I think a, is she in one? No, I think she's in every single episode. So now I'm reduced to Dennis Lil uh, or, or, or Kef McCulloch. Well, I think Greg you're McCulloch. more. I think you're more like uh, you're more like Greg Preston. Greg Preston, Ian McCulloch. Hey, what's his name? Ian McCulloch. Yes, that's it. Ian McCulloch. Because uh, 
They're every episode of the first. Have you seen Great Preston? Well, exactly. Has anyone seen Survivors out there? I, I, I watched it without much knowledge, and every episode I'm thinking, oh, he's coming next. Oh, he'd be lovely. Well, we've seen him. Oh, he's just round the corner. <laughs> hey, he never fucking comes. Yeah. <laughs> and, I thought it was bloody good, though. I liked Survivors. Yeah, I liked it too. But I did, in the end, enjoy the episode. I ended up listening to it on my commute, lying <laughs> through his teeth. Tom is scowling it's at me. Absolute nonsense. <laughs> Who wants to listen to a boring man drone on about Doctor? Oh, sorry, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Buddy Windrush is currently living at large in uh, Los Angeles. Is yeah. he? With his band. He's touring oh, with his band. Red Light Redrival. Red, red, red Light District. Red yes, light his, district. his wife said, uh, uh, 90 minutes of you, get bugger off to America. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be listening to you bitter on all day. <laughs> yeah, so it was, it, was, uh, it was interesting. I wonder, what, did we have any feedback from our, our regular listeners? Uh, a few people liked it. Um, it was two and a half hours recording. We managed to get down to, nine min- uh, to, <laughs> to 90 minutes. Uh, Tom, maybe I really honestly said, think surely it could have been eight minutes. Eight minutes would have been perfect. Buddy Windrush is One a comedy for each story. He yeah. made some. Uh, he made some uh, interesting points I hadn't really thought about before with McCoy. I guess we'll address those uh, points in when the we McCoy get to episode. McCoy special. But um, all these segues into into Queen and Freddie Bloody Mercury. I want everyone to get fucked all <laughs> night, every day, just like I do. What is it what, with the, what, in, I'm not. In, I, I don't really like Queen. <laughs> <laughs> They're sort of a comedy band, a bit like, uh, I don't know, they're, they're, they're yeah. a bit rubbish, aren't they? And again, fucked. Why was, why so? was Buddy Rindrush enforcing that? Is, is he been in the editing suite as it's our producer, the inserting all these, I like it! I like it! <laughs> is, is, is that the Windrush legacy? <laughs> Let me tell you, I don't like it. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> He's promoting Adam Lambert. Freddie Mercury is a prancing tit. And again, fucked. He's <laughs> dead now. AIDS. AIDS. Which leaves you've lost all the weight. So. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's going on, Tom? Yes, is I, your uh, cocktail not working for you? <laughs> I had it was a bit, a bit of gout, a bit of gout. It was terrible, really. Yeah. So I thought I'd uh, eat healthily now. So, so what are you eating or not eating? Uh, well, I went to the doctors. What did he say? <laughs> well, he was a woman. Oh, I know. <laughs> he was a woman. A woman doctor. <laughs> Can you imagine that? <laughs> oh, so you're two doctors. For the late episode <laughs> for the woman episode next next episode. Or did you take the exam time? twice? Uh, you're true doctors. Uh, and, uh, and they said, well, all you need to do uh, to, to attack this gout is to cut out certain foods, hmm. such as well, any foods that you might enjoy eating. <laughs> Meat, crisps, cakes, cakes uh, biscuits. Well, the hard thing was beer. Oh, uh, so I have cut down on that. But I said to the doctor, I'm, you know, I'm back because uh, follow up appointment. So I'm fine with the food, that's no problem. What do I drink? And she's recommended gin and tonic. So uh, I want yes, the gin and tonic and yes. whiskey. I've got a prescription for gin and tonic. It's <laughs> <laughs> quite pleasant. Oh, no wonder the NHS is in a crisis. I know, people yeah, like you. I know. Yeah. Tank going into the pharmacies for your bottle of Bombay Sahar. So I've done a Freddie Mercury. I'm wasting away. There's nothing left on him. The clothes are hanging off him. They are. You look yeah. like Freddie Mercury when he recorded. Uh, these are the days of our lives. Yeah. Who was what, the last? I mean, Queen aren't very good, really, are they? They're sort of a, they're sort of a, pub, they're sort of a pub band, aren't they? No. <coughs> You've not listened to enough Queen. Well, I've been listening to the best of Queen. Yeah. <laughs> they, they did lots of genres, where they crossed genres, and he was the first to bring an operatic quality to popular music. I, I just like prefer that. opera. Yeah. <laughs> it's all the old-fashioned. <laughs> uh, Check out the Barcelona album. It's a fantastic oh, 30 years old uh, today. Happy birthday to oh, yes. Payne! Oh, thank you. Yes. Who is uh, the baby of the group? So yes. he's, he's still uh, he's still only in his mid thirties. But uh, happy, happy birthday! Happy Samuel birthday Payne. to ya! 
Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. There's a present here that Tom's provided. I went what to it, Leeds Kirkgate Market this morning because uh, I was under the impression there may be a, a vinyl sale, but that was last week. <laughs> so yeah. I didn't get you a vinyl record. I got you a time to party musical birthday candle, which we're going to... Uh, we're going to open. Well, in fact, why you open it and light it uh, for your birthday. You left the price on. Right, one pound fifty. The lady was like, I gave her a twenty pound note. She said, Have you got anything smaller? Is this safe? No, no, it's from the market. Oh. <laughs> Do you know what it looks like? It looks like the flower from Doctor Who and the Daleks. The movie. Yes, it, it does. It does actually. Greg uh, is taking a photograph of this as we speak. <laughs> it's no expense, but And uh, this is a time with our anniversary special. This bon anniversaire to Samuel Bin. Oh, thank you, Tom. The the Jersey boy so made good. We have to light it. Hold on, do you know what? How do you, how, have you looked? Have you read the instructions? No, it wasn't the instructions. It's only one pound fifty. Well, you, I don't you know. the middle. Do you? Do you Oh, yes. Are we going to record this? Oh. On a video. Lully, yes, let's do that. Let's get it on the record. Lully, I'm recording now as we speak. Jesus! Wow! Look at that! Look at that! That's pretty fucking good, actually, for £1.50. You know, Matt Irvine couldn't have built yeah, that. Yeah, it's like a beautiful lotus flower. The it's Japanese would be talking. It looks like Mavic Chen's ship. <laughs> it does we, we, it's flying. There are no less than It's like the beginning of Trial there. of a Time Lord. <laughs> I don't think it's that good. We will, we will post up pictures of this, because uh, look at that. That's <laughs> the incredible. The CGI in this episode is wonderful. <laughs> That's probably Samuel Payne's best present. <laughs> don't bring it near me. <laughs> I've got stubble that will... Fire. Does it stop? <laughs> never, never. Oh. You blow one candle out, two, three, four, five, and they're all out. Make yeah. a wish. Do you know, when yeah. I saw the packaging, I thought that would be very disappointing, but it wasn't. No, it was cool. It was I like an inferno. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we've entered a whole new. A reality. towering inferno. Oh, thank you, Robert Lawrence. So was I, but then I got thinking of the Towering Inferno. Do you remember that one? Thank Is it the one with Gene Hackman? Gene was Hackman. that Poseidon Adventure? You're thinking one... of the Poseidon Adventure. Yeah. It had um, him out of the Man from Uncle. He's dead there. Robert Vaughan and uh, Ilya William, William Holden. Mm-hmm. Was he did? Yes, yes, he was. Oh, Paul Newman and oh, yes. Steve McQueen and Angel Richard with a Chamberlain dirty face. and Robert Wagner and uh, Faye Dunaway. Yep. They were all in it. Oh, they they were all in it. Like they were all in it. Most they were all of them are dead now. Is yeah, most of them are dead, dead now. Paul Newman's yes. dead. He's, he's dead got now. a lovely he's salad dressing. Yes. Barry oh. Norman's got lovely pickle on the end. He's dead now. He died. He died. Should we talk about who died then? Actually, we'll, we'll, we'll One thing at a time, Greg. You're jumping all over the ship. <laughs> it's too exciting. We haven't recorded for such a long time. It is summer of love. We are. Um, are you compensating for last week's episode by just putting everything in? Well, there's ten minutes, <laughs> hoping that people will stick with the episode. Well, hopefully, I mean, I can't imagine anyone well, listening like... to the whole thing without having a little sleep <laughs> halfway through. I have enjoyed Samuel Payne's introduction of these little tings every time we do one of our catchphrases. Yeah, it's a rather self-referential. It's, it's lully. It's l- there's another one. So tell us about this beer. Um, this is uh, the latest batch of Crowdens. It's an IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, it should be clearer than that. <laughs> but obviously, I've had to travel up from Kent with it. <laughs> it should uh, be clearer than that. It should, uh, because, because of course, <laughs> the secondary dis- uh, distillation process, the fermentation process, occurs within the bottle. So that's where you get sediment at the bottom. So when you move the bottles, 
it, it moves around within the, within the beer. So don't, don't worry about it. It should be more like a lager. Can it's like I a sip light while IPA. I'm, I'm yes, driving so I won't the whole pint. It's actually my strongest one yet. It's about 5%. It looks slightly less than 5%. Like horse piss. <laughs> it, you know, it's kind of that, that sort of consistency. And it's got mm. a foaming head, which is good for a, for a, for a homemade art. Foaming head's not too bad, is it? It's not bad. Yes. Yes. So what, yes, you wouldn't give it to your, your sort of your nearest and dearest. No, <laughs> but maybe both. You know, not too bad. But what, what it lacks in flavour, it makes up for in strength. So it's actually quite good. Happy birthday, old boy! Thank you. It's got a nice texture. I've decided to call it a very peculiar ale practice. <laughs> Do like that. Uh, very good. <laughs> which was well which, which was I I asked on Twitter's our followers oh. on Twitter's if they had any ideas of what I can call the next crowd and. It was the Polis Box who come out with some very witty stuff. So oh, I, did, right. I did like a very peculiar ale practice, which is uh, the one I've gone with. So congratulations! You'll get some beer in the post from Greg. So are you enjoying your birthday? Yes, it's, well, it's been very busy. It's been very busy this morning, but uh, that's good. It's nice to have another year. <laughs> Just one. <laughs> so You're still breathing, and you know, uh, at our age, that's that's good enough. I'd like to briefly open the post bag because oh, we've yeah. received some mail. And in the mail we have a lovely, lovely email from another podcast who were very kind. They gave us a shout out fairly recently. It's the Doctor, oh, Who, the Doctor Show. Who Show. Oh, yes, right. it's a lovely. Uh, they're antipodians, aren't they? Uh, yeah, they're, they're from the other end. Oh, yeah, ex-criminals. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the with your, careful with your valuables around this. Lot. Yes, you can keep your neighbours and your home and away. Yeah. What else do the Australians do? They had that crocodile man, didn't they? What was his I name? I like him, Steve Bill Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> He's mentioned in one of our podcasts coming up, so we'll leave that. Paul Hobart, Steve, right. Steve Owen. Yes. Ah. Oh yes. Oh yes. Another one. That I wasn't even fucking in. <laughs> <laughs> Through no fault of my own. I don't know if that's explained in the episode, but uh, unavoidable circumstances of not being let into the recording booth. <laughs> yes. Tom, Tom was in, in, in one of his moods. He hadn't taken yes. his pills that day, so he didn't let him study. So anyway, so he <laughs> was saying something about show. some Aussies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to read it out to you. Dear chaps, when Brian May toured with his Another World in oh, the late 90s, I got to see him perform in Sydney. This show was advertised in the weeks and months prior to a very dodgy late night, ah. which made extensive use of Freddie Mercury shouting, Brian May, Brian May. Brian May, Brian May. And the Queen song, The Invisible Man. I'm just uh, checking my emails in this, in this <laughs> As featured on their 1989 LP, The Miracle, which was mentioned in our last episode ah, with Buddy yes. Wendler. It's a huge coincidence. Buddy Windrush not a fan. When the day of the gig arrived, I met with my mate Jason, and we were abandonedly saying Brian May, Brian May to each other at the driving, making each other laugh and basically hyping each other up for what we was about to see. The gig, held in a gloriously small theatre, had been going for a few songs when there was a brief pause between songs. A group of four or five lads near us shouted, Brian May, Brian mm. May, loud enough that Brian paused, checked himself, and looked out into the audience with a quizzical look on his face. From that moment for the rest of the gig, I felt those lads were kindred spirits. They clearly understood the humour and the fun that underpinned basically everything Freddie did <laughs> and how you can take the piss and have fun while with it while we're still being completely respectful. Where is this going? Well, it goes without saying that when you guys started doing the Queen and Freddie shtick on the podcast, I thought exactly the same thing and I thought about that Brian May gig. Aha, kindred spirits. For example, when you did that extended chat with Buddy Windrush with oh. Gosh, what was it, One Vision playing on a loop in the background, I almost peeing my pants on the drive to work. <laughs> I wanted the phone to the three of you and say, I get it, no, I really get it. So, to the podcast, which I've enjoyed since beginning at the start Aww. of 2016, has recently gone from being one of the better Who podcasts I've been listening to, well up to my top three, which, like episodes of the classic era, 
means it could have been number one on any given day, depending yeah. on my mood. So thank you, Sam, Tom and Greg, yeah. for making the show not just that, but proving yourselves to be real kindred spirits without even realising you were doing it. Cheers. Rob yes. at the Doctor Who Show. P.S. I think I have a man crush on Greg, but please don't tell me. <laughs> I like it! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm feeling a It's <laughs> lovely. lovely. I like it. Hey, hey, hey! But I, I, have to say, I do love Queen, but I, I recently went on Brian May. I was quite so nauseated by, Badger a, Botherer. by a photograph he posted on Him Twitter. Him and Peter Egan. Yeah. The Badger Botherer. What was this photograph he posted on? So. Well, he, he, was, he had his arm draped around a very popular elderly communist Oh! Um, <laughs> and uh, you kind of think, Brian, have you forgotten 1979 when you had to leave the UK in order to even record an album because of socialism? Hey, hey, let's anyway. not get political, but, uh, but um, yes, well, thank you. I must say, I, I, in my news, I've, I've kind of stopped Twitter, really. I can't be doing Why? it. Why? Well, it's just... It's, it's Is it just all the wankers? Yeah, I can't be doing with it. Uh, so I admire you two for carrying on, but uh, my point is, Peter Davison was hounded off Twitter. He was. the likes of you, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, I'm going to come to that. And who, uh, who's popular on Twitter? Donald Trump. So I think, you know, I think it's time to, An to pack me bags and leave. Yes, he comes into the um, boy uh, episode actually we're recording later on, which I will reveal. Interesting, interesting. So I'm not on Twitter anymore, nice so that. That. Not keeping up with all this stuff. So I know that you've been planning for a long time for this episode because you've been off, basically, you two. So, Greg, seed your line for the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Greg's just gone white-faced. <laughs> we forgot about this. <laughs> Hear me, grave fathers, noble tribunes stay. For pity of mine age, whose youth was spent in glorious wars, whilst you securely slept, and for all my blood in Rome's great quarrels shed. Rome's great war. <laughs> great quarrel. Um, that's Titus Andronicus. Um, <laughs> let, let, let me. There's let me, so much editing work the, to do the, this guy. The myth makers there. <laughs> the Romans. Um, no, no, it's um, I, I've got it here, but I can't remember it. So it's not Shakespeare. Delta so it's the banner. Not very good. Um, I'm impressed by your ability to learn Shakespeare and recite it. Very good. Thank you. Do you do it on purpose? Um, I try and keep my mind working and, and learning things, um, even though I'm getting quite old now. It's more and more difficult. We did a show called Ceausescu the Musical. We did. That kept really, our brain going, didn't it? Really bloody difficult to learn lines, isn't yeah. it? I mean, well, in, like, in my, in my youth. This, even holding the script, it was yeah. a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> but then I had a glass of wine on stage and it became even worse. But, uh, uh, oh, it was good yeah. fun, though. Tough business. Tough, tough business. But, you know, I, I just I can't remember lines I'll give you a bit of... I've got a line here. I'll give you a bit of Bob Peck. We've not had him for a while. We like Bob Peck. Do you want a Bob Peck? A bit of Bob Peck? Why don't that, you cut the Queen and just do Bob Peck quotes? That'd be good. <laughs> we'll have the Edge of Darkness music yeah, in the do background. That. Come yeah. on, Pedro. Yeah, Eric Clapton and Michael Kamen. Uh, yeah? Yeah, because <laughs> I, I recently re-watched it uh, for about the 15th time. It just gets better every time, doesn't it? Edge of Darkness. Have you seen it? I'm sorry, I'm listening to the Buddy Windrush episode. Sorry, let me take my head What are you saying, guys? What? Oh, dear, oh, dear. Buddy's entertaining me. So, yeah. Edge of Darkness, of course I've seen it. Yeah, I've got a copy of it upstairs. So here's, here's, my, here's my bit from Edge of Darkness, then. I wanted to kiss you. Only that would have embarrassed Mumsy. So instead, I asked for some scissors. 
and cut off a lock of your hair, which, despite the lycol, still smelt of rain and crushed grass. Very good, yes. Round of applause. So why don't you just get the original of that and then play that constantly? (laughs) It's in episode one. It's it's where he visits um, Emma's body body in the morning. I wanted to kiss you. I mean, that would have embarrassed Muncie. So instead, I asked for some scissors and cut off a lock of your hair, which, despite the lycol, still smelt of rain and crushed grass. Well, we've inserted that clip. Yeah. I, but what it may have done is inverted it. So, which one's Greg? Answers <laughs> on the back of the postcard too. JNT. London W twelve seven RJ. So the line. The line. You'll definitely get this. It's actually, it's a conversation between two characters in Doctor Who. Oh yeah. So fingers on buzzers. Doctor Who. First one to shout. This is definitely from Doctor Who. It's not Titus Andromeda. On what? On whether the moon is made of cheese. Or whether the cock crows three times before dawn, and twelve hens lay addled eggs. What school of philosophy is that? I can easily teach him. All it requires is a colourful imagination and a glib tongue. Well, you know how rubbish I am. The inference is Tom Baker, but I think you're trying to spy yourself. No, no. Sounds like Tom Baker. It is Tom Baker. Okay. Which story? Want it again? No. I think reveal all at the end of the episode. Okay, okay. mullet, mullet. Because okay. we've got Buddy Windrush spacking his fist. Yeah, saying he, he knows, knows it straight away. He knows, he knows everything. He's a bit of a fact dumper. You know, he's like a, a garbage. He's a what? He's lost a bit of don't, weight, don't, hasn't he? Don't, don't fat shame. <laughs> <laughs> he's lost weight and Tom's lost weight. I know, yeah. I've lost weight. You have, you actually. You have, actually. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, I might have been... You know, we could have actually made another person out of yeah. the I've put about half, half a stone on since going on holiday. Oh, actually, I have a German joke for you. Oh, here we go. go. To yeah. hear just, just in the spirit of having been in Berlin. What, according to Freud, comes between fear and sex? Oh, I don't know. Fun. Oh, that's very good, yes. That's good, actually. (laughs) Okay, so this is the special special, and we're talking about multiple Doctor stories. Yes. In the Time Lash. Oh, but it's all arranged. Maynard and I have important things to discuss. Yes, Doctor. Which is the first multiple Doctor Who story? It must be the Three Doctors. No. Oh, it's that film with um, William Hartnell what? and John Pertwee called Will Any Gentleman? Will any well done, Greg. I hope I'm not interrupting you. No, no. We were expecting you. Were you? <laughs> were we? Oh, I, I, I don't know. I didn't give the maid my name because I don't like frightening people. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> Who are you? I'm Detective Inspector Martin. You are? <laughs> well, won't you come in? 1957 yeah. or something? Oh, I see, I see, I see, I see. It has William Hartley, John Pertwee, and um, the, the George Cole. George Cole. Mm, he's dead now. Yeah, he's dead now. He, used, he was minder for a while. Then he died. Which is the first Doctor Who story with more than two, or more than one Doctor in it? In it. Um, does anybody know that, that fact? It'll be the three doctors. Buddy's getting excited. <laughs> three doctors, yeah. three Doctor Who's, which was made in 1972. I believe it's the chase. What are you talking about? 
Oh, because uh, of the robotic William yes. Hartnell. The one that's indistinguishable from the original. But it's, but it, but, but that's William Hartnell and William Hartnell. So that's. He didn't say count. two Doctor Who, did he? So. It's called the death of Doctor Who that episode. But no, in all seriousness, it's the three Doctors, isn't it? Which is the first. Well, if you're sane, it is. If you're if you're sane, it is. Paid. Yeah, I mean, I I I I've never seen it. I'd, uh, I watched it this week. Oh, oh you've never seen the first time? Yeah, I think so. Wow. I mean, I'd seen bits of it and I read it, obviously, but uh, it was, I, it's a stonker. I loved it. Well, they're all in it, aren't they? Yeah. Colour trout. I think I just, yeah. I wasn't, I, I What did you it. like about it? I like that there were three Doctor Who's in it. <laughs> yes, which ones, which Doctor Who's are in it? Uh, Penuel Puppy. <laughs> uh, Manuel, uh, no, what's his name? <laughs> Patrick Trout. Emmanuel Kant. That's it. No, Trouton's in it. Uh, yeah, that is good. I mean, obviously, poor old William Hartnell's not very well and all that sort of stuff. Yes, he's live on satellite link. He is, yeah, yes. He's what Buddy Windrush should have been. Yes. And, and actually, that's about the size of Buddy Windrush's part should have been in this <laughs> podcast. <sighs> <laughs> Sorry, sir. Get it out of your piece. system, Tom. Some of us enjoyed it. <laughs> Rob enjoyed it from Australia. Yes, in the yeah, he seemed show. like a nice chap. So, uh, no, I just thought it was a good... I, I just loved multi doctor stories. Do you guys love them? I love them. I enjoy the uh, the, the, the fractious relationships between yes. the actors. And you could tell oh, with Pertwee yes. and Trout, they were really kind of sparring off each other. Yeah, the the yeah, that was great. I mean, I wonder why um, Patrick Trout was persuaded back. Because he was never short of work, was he, after he left Doctor Who? He was mm. never short of work. He, he, he went straight into playing with the Duke of Norfolk in a production of um, uh, the, Six, the Six Wives of Henry VIII oh, over yes. the BBC. That had Keith Mitchell as um, Henry. He died. Um, <laughs> you, you know, he, he wasn't sure to work at all. He was a chopping character. So why did he go back? Well, it's the tenth anniversary. You would. So it's very high profile, wasn't it? It was on the front mm. of the Radio Times. Right. I think he had an affection for the show. Mm. And, uh, I wanted mm. to. I don't think it was even. Uh, it wasn't a career choice. It was just I want to go back, and I've been. Mm. They've asked me. He's an, he's a, yeah. I think he's probably the nicest Doctor Who. Isn't yes. He? Yes. yes. He's lully, isn't he? Yes. He's self-effacing, like me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you could learn a lot from yes. being Pat. I, um, you're, you're more like Christopher Benjamin, I know. <laughs> <laughs> he's a bit of a yes. He's a bit of a one, isn't he? Yeah. Why can't he die? <laughs> or Clive Swift, or one of those <laughs> types. I do model myself after Swifty. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see a conversation with... Christopher Benjamin, hosted by Tom Bain. Uh, yeah. Just two people calling each other c**ts. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm the sweetest pie. That's why I call yes. Twitter, because it's uh, people like Christopher Benjamin. Mm. But uh, Very no, sensitive. I, I, he's all right, though. You can tell that he's a good guy on oh, Paddy Trout. Mm. We, but we just got a kitten, and we call it Patrick. Uh, not after Patrick Trout, no. but, but to cheer me up, my wife said, well, you can say to people that we called it after Patrick Trout. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, it's it's annoying it. having an animal in the house, isn't it? He had a very beautiful face, Patrick Trout. Deep, really, deep lines. I, you know, you're watching this with the wife, and she, and she, she didn't enjoy it at all, because we'd watched uh, another, another Doctor Who serial, which we'll talk about next episode. And she said, well, what's the theme of the podcast this, this week? Is it shit episodes? <laughs> no, it's a, it's a multi-story, multi-Doctor multi Who episode. And so uh, you said, did you look at IMDb? She said, John Pertwee 
It's in his early 50s when this was made. Mm. And Patrick Trout's a year younger. They look about a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I was going to say, dear Pat comes back and he looks no older. He looks no different. He looks like he's just been Doctor Who yesterday. It was only two years. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. That long ago. yeah. It's but actually 72, not 73, so it's a bit of a cheat for a 10th anniversary special. It wasn't. Mm. But he would just his jumping up and down for joy because we put some facts in. <laughs> But it was the 10th anniversary in the respect that it was the 10th season, is that right? Yeah. Is that why they did it there? Yeah, but it was really on the cusp. I think it was like... Was it January 72? It's really yeah, early, was it? Yeah, I wonder if they ever thought of bringing back the Fraser Hines or Because they later did. They did, they they did later twice. In the five Doctor Who's and the two Doctor Who's. It must have been so exciting to watch that as a kid. Yeah. Uh, pre-video, pre-internet. Mm. Remember the internet? Yeah. Oh, when that came in, that ruined everything. But it, yeah, that was... Like, there's Patrick Trout, and he used to be Doctor Who, and there's William Martin, and he used to be Doctor Who. And when you were a kid, two years is like a long time ago, three years. It's like, yeah. oh, God, this thing from the past. This yeah. character from the past is his heritage, you know. Yeah. It's a 10th anniversary, it's a big deal, because the show may have cancelled in two years, so yeah. this is a, probably a good chance, you know, of celebrating 10 years. Had a long run as a show, quite exceptional for the time. It's a nice celebration. You bring back a few of your leads, it's a nice excuse to get away your time. But together. it wasn't mired in continuity. Or self-indulgence. Or self-indulgence. Yeah. Five Doctors is a little bit. But mm. I, I've always loved the Five Doctors, so it's hard to criticise. But yeah, it wasn't It wasn't full of uh, references. It was no. Just, it, 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 again, it, it was that era of adding new things. So the 80s came along and basically talked about old things and mm. didn't add very much itself but uh, it, it wrote new mythos actually yeah, didn't it? the time lord I do tell I tell you my <laughs> friends this is my uh, Pam, Ferret, Pam uh, Ayers voice I do sometimes <laughs> listeners ah. uh, it's a new thing <laughs> well I like that you know that bit where uh, Omega <laughs> is, 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 he takes his mask off and he's why am I doing this I don't know but he, he does that sort of uh, thing to camera he's like a monster mm. it's like the eyes of Paleo and the face of Greg, just sort of, <laughs> uh, that sort of, uh, yeah. yes. It's Stephen Fawn, isn't it? It reminded me of that chap yeah. from the Goonies. Like it reminded that. me of that Azal chap from the Demons. Yeah, it's very, very similar. Uh, it's a similar um, shouty voice. Yes. <laughs> no, no, but, the, but when he's got the mask off, I, you know, mm. with the bubbled head and the sort of the fishy oh, face, I in, the, the, in Pertwee's mind's eye. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they later um, Wonderful used that it in uh, Return of the Jedi, didn't they? Did they? Uh, and Darth Vader's helmet came Oh, yes. It's a direct reference. Rip-off. Rip-off. Um, yeah. That whole film's a rip-off of the Free Doctor, really, yeah, isn't it? It is, really, <laughs> when you think about it. Just as Alien is a rip-off of uh, Ark in Space. Yeah. Or is it Ark in Sword? It's one or the other. Have you noticed, though, with all the specials, of course, they are somewhat self-indulgent, but there is more of a pantomime aspect to the Three Doctors. It, it, it's almost like we just want to take this one lightly and have a little bit of a party yeah. and enjoy ourselves. Yeah. And then we'll get back on track with the tone of the show. Yeah, because well, I mean, you two have just been saying nice things about the three Doctor Who's, and I do like it, but the production's very cheap. And not only that, I mean, could they not have got better scriptwriters to write the story rather than the boys from Bristol? Well, I thought was it, it those two? Was it? Yeah, it, was, it yeah. kept my attention. I thought it was all right. I didn't. It was I, Jim I didn't Dale and, and Bob Peck who wrote the scripts. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it was all right. And, you know, it's just worth it for. for it's a pop boy, isn't it? Yeah, it's, a, it's Doctor Who. If they <laughs> did it now, they'd splash more money. On it. They deliberately did it in the quarry because this is what we do at Doctor Who. But I suppose that, that cliche hadn't really been driven home uh, by the Tom Baker era. But because Ruth said, "Isn't this the same quarry as in the Hand of Fear?" <laughs> yeah, it's the same quarry. You've seen one, you've seen them all. Yeah, yeah. You have the gel guards. 
Yes, which are good. Blobby, blobby, blobby. But they look They're good until good. they move. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's a wonderful piece yeah. of design. I mean, you, you like your design, don't you? So, you so I think they look good. I but think then, they look good. But when they move, you're like, oh dear, it's a bloke inside. <laughs> yes. But it's got all those classic elements of what you want from Doctor Who. Maybe not deliberately, like a bit shonky, the costumes, but you're in a quarry. Mm. Uh, the Brigadier's just utterly, utterly stupid. He's used, I'm fairly sure that's Chroma. Chroma, that, yes. That's he's, just, a, he's just that's an good. idiot in this mm. one, isn't it? But yeah. I love the Brigadier. Because it, <laughs> it, it, it just gets too, it gets to a stage where you're just like, she's just ridiculous. This is a guy who's... One of his best friends is an alien. <laughs> and every five minutes, he's like, this is ridiculous. No, we, what? No, this is this can't be true. Every fucking week, <laughs> an like, alien um, comes to land in your bloody country, and, you, and every week you go, this can't be happening. <laughs> well, they repeated that later with the X Files, didn't they? Oh, with that lady. The lady. Was they brought that back. That was a bit rubbish, wasn't it? Yeah. Never go back. That's no, that's, that's what I say. That's why I never thought, talk, or think about anything from the past. Ah, <laughs> ah, ah, ah. So, oh, I just got a text message, sorry. That's okay. Nice to vibrate. Very, very briefly, how many TARDISes out of the five do you give the three doctors? Four, four. Four. Three, it's a good pop boiler. Three and a half, I'm going halfway. Well, there we go. I'd enjoy it very much. The next outing would be, which big special would you say the next one was? It's the five, five doctors. doctors. <laughs> it's the five doctors. It was great. ハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハ
a card job with a moustache on and it said as easy as pie and I said the Greek letter pie what do you also they've been watching yes I did I had my headset on listening to our own podcast Tom and I did a show called Burke the Musical yes. we, had, we had that line in it we did it was one for the it made me laugh it was one, yeah. yes it was one it wasn't wasted your pain was on the front row laughing at all the, the, the only Doctor one laughing at all the Doctor Who references it was, uh, it was, I was sat next to Greg's dad <laughs> stony faced then till he said I don't get it, but it's entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> then he was talking to your mum. He said, "Well, Sam enjoyed it." <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed well, they, it they had um, they had uh, Richard Herndl in it by then because eating uh, pineapple. Uh, William Herndl had died. Yes, in 1975. Yes, it's a curious choice to, to do that. Jnt saw him in yeah. an episode of Blake Seven wearing a giant nappy and thought that reminds me of the last time I saw Billy Hart <laughs> and cast him. That's true. It's a very curious thing. They should have gone with Catwoman. Perfect. Would have been perfect. He's already been in Doctor Who. Dennis Bradley. He's yeah. the new first Doctor, isn't he? No. He's going to do the Christmas special with But it seems uh, okay to just recast the first Doctor. Why is that? Strange, isn't it? Because he's dead. Mm-hmm. They so can't they're get all dead now. So mm. They're all dead now. Well, dead, well Colin Baker's dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was sorry to hear about Mr. Pertwee. <laughs> well, from Honda Mirrors to dead Time Lords, this quite threw me. <laughs> Troughton has aged considerably yeah, at this point. Yeah. As has Pertwee. They, they, it's like the, the 80s weren't kind to those guys. Well, they both fought in the Second World War as well, yeah. didn't they? They're getting on. They are getting on. Yeah. Pertwee's hair is, is completely white. We think, you know, when they died, and Troughton was 67, and Pertwee was 76, and when we were young men, that seemed ancient. Mm. Of course, it's not really when you look at it, but they had hard lives back then. They went white over when they were born. You know, when they told him they cast Colin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. It's, what I love about the five doctors actually is that uh, Pertwee finally gets to meet the Cybermen. That's a wonderful yes. moment. He's good as yes. well in that sequence. He's yes. carrying behind a rock. Yes. And it's a wonderful moment. It's directed by Peter Moffat, but I, here we go, flag up for JMT. I believe he was credited as actually filming the whole sequence with the Cybermen. Yeah, yeah. Which is almost it's the unbelievable. Best bit in it. It's the best bit in it. Second so, only to the bit where Sarah Jane Smith falls down and <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Sharp <laughs> That's terrifying. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yeah, yes. Well Arrest on Robot. It's a great moment. It's yes. creepy that robot, isn't it? We've often thought of going to fancy dress parties dressed as the Arrest on Robot. Sexy. We've all done that. We've all thought of that, haven't mm. we? All <laughs> night, every day, just like I do. Sexy. Have our package mm. enclosed in silver like that. It's a morph like suit. Hodiac. Morph suit. Mm. Uh, we arrived. We played the Arrest on Warrior Robot. We arrived rather early here this morning, and, uh, and Palia was just. <laughs> extricating himself from the Baston Warrior Robot suit yeah. he wears to do the hoovering. <laughs> I think it was a gimp costume, actually. <laughs> <laughs> he was crotchless. Yeah. Oh, God. Chapless pants. Yeah. <laughs> Jane, to you proving the costume with the Baston Warrior Robot. Uh, he was great, though, because he could fire stuff out of his... Uh, out of his Arsenal. Hand. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was... <laughs> <laughs> Bing bong balls. <laughs> Catch this one. <laughs> That's six for each doctor. <laughs> yeah, so we, we, we liked it. We liked how many TARDIS is out of five, folks. It's hard four. not to give it four. four. I'd love to give it five. Yeah, it's really? one of those things. So one for each doctor. Yeah. It, well, three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> but Tom's bits are actually were unseen at the time. And they're great. I know. Yeah, and he's yeah. the only doctor that doesn't look like he's aged apart from Dave. Because he, he hasn't. 
Pickled in time. By gherkins in a jar. Sharder. Sharder. I was going to do a shade of Gerebus. Oh, well, I said Glacier Cherry before. You did. We were talking about cherries. In fact, just to let listeners in on a secret, not only do we have nuts this episode, we've got cherries and blueberries also. Paleo's been avoiding the cherries, but I'm going to dangle one in front of his nose and see if he gets on heat. Yes, he's going to be. He's snuffling like a dog. He's put it in his pocket. I wouldn't do that, Paleo. You look as if you'll have a I've got a bit of cherry juice on my trousers. All right. What do you say? Looks like I've been out in From the highs of The Five Doctors, 1983, less than two years later, we have the two doctors. Was it celebrating anything? Well, it was celebrating the fact that um, we had a doctor who, who didn't know how to be a doctor who, and they needed to bring back one of the old doctors who knew what to do. Oh dear. Yes. Oh, Greg's going somewhere. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't like it. You don't like it? I don't really like it, no. It's not my cup of tea. It's a Bob Holmes one, and it's long. It's, yeah, it's, it's a, a three bit boring. It's 3.45 minute episodes. A bit much. Yeah. Buddy Windrush, Windrush waxed lyrical, didn't he? Especially about Did the bit he? where um, Cassini, Jack- Jacqueline Pierce the, licks the, the blood. The, thing, yeah. the recent, uh, that you the recent episode to. which you just dropped out of halfway through. Don't remember that? No, it was. Um, I, I liked it as a kid. I liked when when it first came out on VHS. I liked it then, and I also remember watching it when it first aired. Mm. And I remember being scared by the cliffhanger to episode one. Mm. Yes, when Fraser Hines advances. Yeah. But there's yeah. a re- imagine, if you will, Paleo, if you were to have your birthday next week as well. It wouldn't be very special, would it? No. You know, so that's the point. You have a birthday issue. once a year, uh, bon anniversaire, we have a petal opening up like a, <laughs> like a spaceship. <laughs> if you had that every day, you'd, you'd grow bored of it. No, that was a special moment. So it's, it's funny, not special anymore, it? is it, to have Shock eyes, funny. Just Shock two eyes years funny. after you've had... Is it two years, two or three years after you've yeah. had the five doctors? After two doctors? It's like, come on. But is it not nice to see Pat Trout back? Not with Colin Baker. No. no. It's lovely to see Pat Trout. Does he, does, he, does he actually, well, he does outshine Colin, but does it actually expose the inadequacies of the new doctor? Yes. I don't think it really needs exposing to us. <laughs> it's pretty much like the Raston Warrior robot. There's nothing to hide. <laughs> At least Imagine Colin Baker in a Raston Warrior robot suit. Oh. You Australian fans, get it better than that. We're not keen on that one. I don't even mm. think of it as a special because it you don't. isn't terribly special. You don't get that sort of Christmas Day sort of because uh, with it's the five doctors violent. and the three doctors, you get a Christmas Day vibe, don't you? Mm. So you forgive it all the ills. You know, you forgive it some shonky mm. costumes or you or some companions who irrelevantly appear. And there's a bit of continuity problems I read. But uh, but with the two doctors, it's not special anymore. Yeah. You've just dragged Pat back because. You can. Mm. But isn't that just part of growing up? I mean, Christmas ceases to be special. I mean, for some people, it's not that special. You know, they shot the Ceausescu's on Christmas Day. <laughs> I can see Which where was, the moment I mentioned the, the moment I mentioned the word Christmas, <laughs> Greg's little brain whirs into action. <laughs> I could mention Ceausescu here. What's checklist doing? Listeners out there will be pleased to hear that <clears throat> Ceausescu the music it was a resounding success. We, we sold out. We sold out twice <laughs> over. Well, not twice. Uh, we sold out the whole the whole place. It was, we, uh, we had to put more chairs out. We did. Yes. Lots of people were laughing. It was a hit. It was a palpable, palpable hit. hit. <laughs> Thank you for supporting us. Yeah. yeah. Um, so two doctors, thumbs down from me. Oh, thumbs up. How many TARDISes? Well, two. It's not terrible. One for each doctor. One for each doctor. <laughs> One for each decent. There's a theme here. Yeah. yeah. I give it three. 
I like it. I, you know, I like it. I, I think I, it's one of the better Colin Baker stories. It's written by Bob Holmes. He's got trout in it. And it's nasty as well, mm. isn't it? So it's a comment on vegetarianism. Yeah, well... Woolly-minded nonsense, but <laughs> yeah, you don't like political vegans, do you? And all that. Uh, Let's not get onto that now. <laughs> Move on. Well, that was the end. That was the end of Doctor Who, wasn't it? Well, eat meat, balanced diet. The last, they're still specials, but they're non-Doctor specials. Now, Silver Nemesis. We're going to too much oh, talking. But that was the 25th anniversary special, and it has lots of yeah. people like Nick Courtney cropping up. Oh, but it doesn't though. I mean, it's not like it's Battlefield. Is it? Is it? I, I watch it now, I'm still not sure which one's Nick. I know he's in it, but I'm not... It's the back of his head you can just briefly see. Well, it's, yeah. it's, oh, Buddy Windrush was waxing lyrical on that. I didn't know he was in Silver I know they had the Queen in it. The Queen's in it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure. Freddie Mercury did. Hey, hey, hey! Uh, it's a knockout. <laughs> it's not terribly good, is it? No, it doesn't feel like a celebration. Why didn't they bring back Patrick Trout for that? They should have... Axed him from the two doctors and brought him back. He was too busy. Dead. Also, he too was dead. Busy dying. <laughs> <laughs> but also, he was too similar to Sylvester McCoy, I suppose. Yeah. Opposite yes. Back. They'd have the same trousers, wouldn't they? Yeah. yeah. They had to share a pair of trousers, <laughs> which would have been inconvenient. <laughs> so, dear listeners, what's your favourite Doctor Who special? Buddy Wimrush. Oh. Are we, are we going to talk about dimension in time as well? Are we getting on to that? Well, we're going to go into the time-space visualizer ah. to talk about dimensions in time. Oh. It's a time-space visualizer. Here we are. Imagine it's 1993, November. You're yes. sitting down with your macaroni cheese about to watch Noel's House Party. Yes. Oh, it was 93. And it was the wilderness years, wasn't it? It was, the, it was the John Major era. We were promised... Yeah. Um, the Dark Dimension, which was supposed to be the big 30th anniversary yes, special, we were, yeah. which was cancelled, so JNT stepped in. Colin hmm. Baker had cleared his diary to make sure he was available. <laughs> about three minutes. <laughs> Interesting fact about this: we could actually put some value into this podcast. That's that Tom Baker was the only person to sign up for this big BBC Worldwide shared BBC production in '93. Yes. Yes. And he got paid his full fee. Did he? Without them even shooting any film. Pertwee <laughs> <laughs> was livid. Uh, <laughs> and then he was. And, Pert- <laughs> and here's another fact. The BBC were worried about ensuring Pertwee <laughs> running along in a quarry. reason. Because right. he was, it was three years before he He couldn't died. do it in 1971. <laughs> <laughs> so was that, was, that, was, that, that was nearly a go, was it? This so close. So, so close. therefore, did they say, OK, we nearly had this, but we've, we've got them all together as sort of in, in, in concept. We could... It collapsed because of funding and scheduling, because it was co-funded by Enterprises at the time. Mm. As well, the, the, van, the van hire. They're very good, actually. I recommend them. If you were going to hire a van, <laughs> they're, they're excellent. Actually, I hired one from them, and it was a bit dirty. I later complained. <laughs> it's full of coffee stains. Uh, Didn't like it. Anyway, have you ever driven a van? Sam? Yes, I have. Once. So we've all driven vans. I'm, I'm always driving vans. That's exciting. I, I like vans. 
to drive around in a van. <laughs> so the dark dimension. <laughs> no, so so they so they had this idea. It all fell apart, and then they got them all back for this uh, thing. Not not all of them. Troughton wasn't available. Trout wasn't available. He died. Neither was Hartnold. But they made an appearance as spinning heads. Yes, I that was incredibly mm. poor. So, but did, did, were you excited at the time? I don't yes, know, I, I was I fifteen. Not, I was we were the very same. excited. You were. Very excited. Did it? Um, I mean, for a I think you might have killed Doctor Who for me. <laughs> I, was I was 11. Yeah. I was 11. Did I you was like it? Uh, I didn't like it, no. Even as an 11 year old? Because no. as a 15 year old, I was still in denial about how shit it was. I, I, I wasn't in denial at all. I bought the, Chris, uh, not the Christmas, I bought the Radio Times Special Edition. With the glasses? Yes, mm. uh, yes, yes. Uh, certainly. And, but I, I think I knew that it was going to be shit. I think I knew it. It was my part heart. Of, uh, Noel Edmonds house party, so how could it possibly not be? It was part of 3D <laughs> week, so they'd have a load of 3D shows on. And I remember watching it as 11 year old with the glasses saying, There's nothing 3D about this at all. Yeah. I didn't, did you guys see the 3D? Was it uh, just a it, big hoodie? Well, no. It did, it, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the technology wasn't wonderful, but uh, it looked somewhat 3D. Did it? I seem to, I mean, I've long since lost the glass. I probably have 15 years since I've seen the thing, but I, I remember it looking sort of slightly more depth in it. But the only depth was sort of, you'd have so like those, the screen, those sort of theatre things where you have something 2D here and something 2D here. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's, it yeah. looked like something 2D in front of something else 2D. Yeah, it was, it was rubbish, but it was uh, the thing at the time. It was written by a man called David Rodent. Who the fuck is he? Uh, nobody. Uh, <laughs> one of J&T's friends. Is he dead? Uh, no, he's very much a metist. So, <laughs> Sam, will you recount the plot? <laughs> can, can I just say about the, um, <laughs> the 3D stuff, that this is gone into cinemas now, hasn't it? Well, the Doctor is a horrible... The modern Doctor Who special, the, the 50th anniversary, was a 3D what, experience. Well, why do people like this? Well, it's to, get, it's to make it... Because you can watch a film on your phone now, so it's the horrible. idea is to get people into cinemas. Absolutely. To, so it's a different experience, but it's kind of dying a death, though, isn't it? it oh, is. thank God for that. Well, it's, it's just, just one of those gimmick. In the 50s, they had all these gimmicks, didn't they? Like, yes, uh, House of Wax. Smell-o-vision. Jaws 3D. Jaws 3D. The third dimension is terror. They had all these gimmicks, and it's, it's in all, that came about, I suppose, when television came along, didn't mm. it? Simon uh, McCorkin yeah. in 3D. Mm. But he came along. Mm. <laughs> I, I could understand, I could vaguely understand someone wanting to watch something like a sporting event in 3D, but why, why you'd want to watch a film in 3D? Go see a play? Yeah. So tell us what it's about because it's I very no important. idea. <laughs> it's, it's not about anything, is it? No. Timothy West is with Kate O'Mara for a little bit in the well, Should we mention it's where we got our name from? from the yes, podcast. the complete yeah, menagerie. Yeah. They, they menagerie say that almost complete. They say that twice within ten minutes. Yeah. The menagerie is almost complete. That that's Sam West that says that. Right. To Kate O'Mara. So Kate O'Mara is trying to collect together all the Doctor Who's yes. uh, in order to make an anniversary special. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then launch them into Backwater of these days. So was she London the producer of the Dark Dimension? Is this, <laughs> is this the backstory of what happened there? It's the documentary <laughs> about <laughs> the Dark Dimension. And, uh, and, then, and then it pointlessly, but I suppose because it's sort of a, a children in need thing, is it? Is it children? In it need? was part of children in need. Yeah. Oh, so it, so they get involved with the EastEnders thing. So it, it's just very depressing because if you like Doctor Who, mm. you don't like EastEnders. If you like EastEnders, you don't like Doctor Who. That's that's how it goes, yeah. isn't it, really? Well, it was in those days. I'm sure there's an awful lot of crossover now. Really? Oh, yes, because of the start. idiots have started watching Doctor Who again. <laughs> and making it. 
<laughs> Do you know what it felt like to me, looking back on it when I watched it back recently? It felt like it was a chance for the cast of EastEnders to take the piss out of something which had been forgotten. An old brand. Mm. So you have, uh, you have Frank, uh, what's his name there? Frank Bob. Frank Butcher. Frank Bob. Frank, Frank Butcher. Butcher. He's That's good. It. He's the best thing in it, actually. He does a hilarious version of his... I mean, you can play Frank it now. Bob. Is that Mike Reed? <laughs> Well, I've seen him thrown out, Levick, but uh, never dragged in. I should be taking it easy, not bounding around like some megaluthian slime skimmer. Mike Reed, yeah. he was in the war, war machine. In fact, you've got to look at Mike Reed as you look across the microphones here. Mike Reed's Saturday Superstore. We <laughs> uh, <laughs> used to have those uh, things on when he appeared in the Beano. I think you're thinking of a different one. I'm thinking of the Mike Reed, or actually the other Mike Reed. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere, <laughs> uh, the Brexit here. Uh, Good uh, luck editing this. <laughs> it's okay. He might read the Calypso Carol guy. Uh, uh, you know he did a Calypso song. Uh, anyway, him. Uh, what was I saying? <laughs> I think you were having a a, a bit of a diversion, a, a, a meltdown. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know. No, no. Um, but anyway, so he's good. I think Frank Butcher. But he doesn't really know what to do. It's not. It's not quite any jokes in it. Really, it's not funny. And Caroline John comes out of semi-retirement. It's terrible. But they all are. They're all terrible, and it's all very sad. And, and maybe and Debbie Watling. Who's, who's that, that terrible woman? Should we mention that she died lately? That was very sad. Yeah, very sad. sad. That Debbie Watling. She once put her finger in your ear. So she did. I like it. I saw her on. Um, uh, never mind the bus cops. Uh, probably about three or four years ago. Was she a musician? And she was like, she was, one of the she questions in the lineup. Was, she was in a lineup, oh. and the question, oh, the question was, which one of these um, old crones used to be a Doctor Who companion? That's horrible. And that's not verbatim, but it was that was the gist of it. And I thought then, when I thought she was terribly frail. And um, my mum's old, Debbie Watling, and um, half her age. Yes, she's a bit of a dishier mum. Well. I'd do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll pass on your love, Tom. <laughs> well, only in a hypothetical situation. Yeah. It's very, very sad, you know, to see how... Because um, she was still playing glamorous parts in the early 80s, wasn't she, Debbie Watling? Yeah. And then, um, very steep decline. She was so young when she was a doctor. She was only a teenager. You forget yeah. this, looking back. Yeah. She died relatively young. What was she, 67? Something like that. About Troughton's age, you know, yeah. isn't it? Well, on the subject of sadness, which we are now discussing, 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 it's the crown, it's the whiff of crowns that, that you've turned into Sean Connery. <laughs> That's the emotion that uh, I felt watching this. Really? Just sadness on watching it back. Mm. I I've obviously not watched it since. It How did out. you watch it? It was on YouTube. Oh, it's on YouTube. No, yeah. You don't need it on VHS. No. So I just felt incredibly sad and slightly frustrated that they did this to Doctor Who because it was quite good at the end of Doctor Who. Well, you know who did it to Doctor Who? Jonathan, who was responsible? Jonathan Nathan Turner. Yeah, yeah. He says in his memoirs, isn't he? Would you rather not have an anniversary yes. special than those children got that money? Oh, yeah. fuck off. The yeah. children really got that money anyway. It's not as if people. He said it had a huge audience. It was children in need. There's lots He's of a idiots. Fucking twat. <laughs> what, a, what a dick. How could he look back at that and say, what a success that was? Why had he have the humility to go, yeah, that was a bit of a. That was a bit shit, wasn't it? Mm. You why know, wasn't it a wake up call to, to us as fans as I'd rather, fucking hell, it made me miserable. <laughs> I was a child. It fucked me off as a child. So that's not ch children in need of good quality Doctor Who where drama. Where was your recompense? Was, but I didn't get a fucking post where, order. Where, where was your um, um, 
cone hotline. Do you remember that when John May just set <laughs> that up? Where was my cone hotline? Do you know yeah, what this in, in traffic cones? It completely typifies John Nathan Turner this because one traffic of his cones. one of his excuses for traffic cones. One of his excuses for making this production was anyway, it got a front page on the Radio Times. Traffic cones. <laughs> You can't make a shit special just because it justifies a cover on the Radio Times promoting yeah. a show that's no longer on the air. Anymore. You fucking moron. And yeah. we left on Survival, which was such a good, good story. I mean, we're going to talk about it in a few weeks. And I think the takeaway is that is that the, the later seasons of McCoy's era were better because he could have had less involvement. And then he, comes, he comes roaring back with this fucking shit. And then we, and then we, we, we later got... Um, the Doctor Who movie with Paul McGann, oh, and then boy. we got the remake. And all this time, you know, you're sort of thinking, bring back Doctor Who, and you get just these shit for they, what, what you wish. Oh. Exactly. Yeah. So I think at oh. that point, I just I think it might have killed Doctor Who for me because I was 15, I was too busy, you know, not reading Dostoevsky, yeah. <laughs> reading about 100 Days yeah. of Crime and Punishment, and going, oh, I don't really understand this, and <laughs> waiting 10 years to read it properly. But um, no, so I was I'd stop I stopped buying the magazine, I stopped mm. buying the books. I think. I think that was the age, 14, 15, where I, I kind of pretended to be a Doctor Who fan, yeah. but actually I wasn't. I was so. embarrassed. I and and that was maybe what killed it for me. So I, thanks, Noel. Mm, I remember being at a youth theatre, Southport Youth Theatre mm-hmm. at the time. I was acting. Uh, I was really I was in a production of um, The Taming of the Shrew. Oh, I've been in that. Shakespeare. Uh, I only had two bit parts in my first, first role. But um, people knew I was a Doctor Who fan, and they said, oh, did you watch it last Ooh. night? And I I kind of, um, it's all a very long time ago now, but I remember being quite embarrassed and wanting to move the conversation on, yeah. I was even a, I was as a, a 15-year-old. I was in a Shakespeare play when I was, I think, 16. Mm. I mean, 15 or 16, similar age, but it wasn't youth age. It was a proper show in its dormant, the Abbey Players. Ah. And uh, some, they take, came to our school to say, we need some you know, spear carriers. And the only problem is we all had to wear very sort of Elizabethan costumes. So uh, there we are with our jerkins and tights. Mm. I thought my, my jerkin was rather too short. Oh. They'd given me a short jerkin. Oh, yeah. And all, uh, it does and happen I, in And theater. I remember being incredibly self-conscious about my package. It was, yes. like, it was like the Raston Warrior robot all over again. You so felt my, they were jerking you off. <laughs> my abiding memory. Not of, I didn't get me, it didn't get me into Shakespeare. It just made me worry about the size of my cock. It would have got you into dimensions on time. <laughs> I, I had tights. Yes, it was very much dimension. Dimension <laughs> Dimensions in tights. Yes. My birthday line. Comes once a year. Enjoy it when you can. I wasn't even coming then, I don't think. Well, I had tights with um, Taming of the Shrew. Did you? But I had pantaloons on over them, so I could see Your jacket was a bit longer, maybe. <laughs> Might have been, but it, it, but it but it told me it told me you know from quite an early age. I've always thought you were a long jerk thing. <laughs> well, I had um, magnificent thighs. Yes, Greg's um, been in a lot of Shakespeare, yeah, and uh, yeah. my friends came to see him in an outdoor production. I think we may have mentioned that on the podcast. And the, the big takeaway was Greg's magnificent thighs. So you yeah. listeners out there can't see them, but even if you've seen yeah. pictures of his face, it doesn't doesn't really sum up his rather lithe thighs, like tree trunks. We went to see. Uh, Do you have program? pictures of your thigh? Well, if anybody's interested, write in, <laughs> text in, and I will DM you pictures. I, I must say my Snapchat. Mm, Snapchat. 
I, I got my friend, my friend oh, to come along uh, to this show on the understanding <laughs> that Greg was in it, but that he would die fairly soon. You were playing Tybalt, I believe. Tybalt, the Prince so of Cats. After about 45 minutes, my friend was like, can we go yet? And I said, not, not yet. When's he going to fucking die? <laughs> <laughs> it was a terrible production. Yeah. Well, there's a lovely line in Shakespeare for everything, isn't there? Yes. Um, I have of late, but wherefore I know not, lost all my mirth. You Which know, I felt every, watching every, Dimension Inside. Yes, yes. while well, I'm just thinking, you know, making it back. What can we give this out of five? Not, nothing. nothing. I refuse yeah. to rate it. It is mm. not canon. It's not canon. Yes. I'm surprised we even talking about it. When you said we were going to put it in the uh, time space visualizer, I thought you'd got a stark staring man. But it's okay, Buddy Windrush Gate, and I just thought, well, hey, it's it it's about, here's something you love, mm. right? And here's a load of people who used to make crap all over. Yeah. But what's interesting is, actually, I know we shouldn't be really carrying on talking about it because it's so awful, but I think all the people playing Doctor Who in it are doing their best. Except Colin Baker. Actually, that probably is his best. But, but Davo's doing his best. McCoy's doing his best. Davo does some good acting in it. Tom Baker's phoning it in, but he, he, knows, he knows what's going on. But I Good think, luck, my dear. But it's just he like, why... Why Even are, if it's a sketch, just camp it up and colour... But there's nothing in that to signify that in the writing. It's just really well, sad. Well, that's an it? interesting point you raised, Tom, because it fell between stools. Mm. Yeah. It wasn't the curse of fate dramatic. or death. It's an out, outright sketch. Yeah. Yeah. Which is actually quite that. successful. Yeah. It's it's try, is, is it trying to be serious or is it not? And then, no you know, it's you. part of Noel's house party. And on next, we've got um, Clive Dunn coming along. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, would it actually, yeah. you could, I mean, the curse of fate is left. It, I'm not his biggest fan, but you could, you could write quite a funny sketch mm. with all the Doctor Who's in it, and they could mm. send themselves yeah. up, I'm sure. Mm. But it wasn't funny. We could, I, we could do that. Mm. And anyone could do that. They had that whole thing about phoning, is it going to be... Big Ron or Mandy. That was the big thing at the time. That was the internet at the time. It was. Go go and watch this on on YouTube. You'll realise what what it was like being a teenager. The winning vote was Mandy. I don't even know who those people are. So you've got... I I shouldn't be talking about it. It's so pointless talking about this, but... I suppose it's the podcast also. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so, so, so you've got people who don't know who the Doctor Who's are, mm-hmm. and then the other ones don't know who the people in EastEnders are. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, who are these people? Why is how, it? how long is the whole thing? About ten minutes? About I'm going to eat a nut. Save yourself that and watch the first ten minutes of Edge of Dark. Save yourself that and just have a wank. Yeah. <laughs> Put your tights on and have a wank. <laughs> it's JNT's last ever television credit. <laughs> Put your Keith Hoddy costume on and flick yourself off. <laughs> It kind of typifies for me the problem <laughs> with specials generally. Special mm. moments happen yeah, in special. writing mm. and they happen naturalistically. You're watching a really good drama and then there was a moment you think, that was good. Good theatre, yeah. good drama. When you are <laughs> very self-aware that you're making a special, you're, you're already on a loser there. Yeah. And like the Dimensions in Time thing, it had so many special moments of good in Jane's T. We bring all the doctors back. It's going to be part of Children in Need. Mm. It's going to be set in EastEnders. It's going to be in 3D. And all of it's shit. You're going to make everybody happy. The only person that was happy with it was John Nathan Turner and Gary Downey. Well, I think think it was John Nathan Turner who coined the phrase, you can make some of the people happy some of the time, but you can't make all of the people happy all of the time. And he should have known his own wisdom. (laughs) Very wise. The wisdom of John Nathan Turner. The wisdom of John Nathan Turner. There must be a book out there. I'll under the acting technique of Colin Baker. <laughs> Here's a question for you though, Greg. Is Dimensions in Time better than New Doctor Who? Cool. Cool. It's about on a par. I mean, it, it, 
it's, it's um, not. <laughs> oh, it really is. I mean, I, I was interested when you, your, your conversation with Buddy Windrush, which I very much enjoyed. No, that's not a, um, a sentence you hear very often. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Payne, when, uh, you, were, you were mentioning to Buddy Windrush about the, the, you know, the new series and stuff and how it builds up to finales, and the finales are always disappointing, and it's always Doctor Who pressing a big button to reset something or something like that, you know, and then... So maybe that's always been the case, and it, like I said, Dimensions in Time was a huge disappointment, the movie was a huge disappointment, and yet still in my head, because I'm so, I was so brainwashed and ideological at the time, I was thinking, bring back Doctor Who over time. Why fucking bother? You know, I, and then they eventually did bring it back properly for series and series and series, and I thought, well, I don't like this thing. Well, so I wasted all that time. Wasted yes. all that what time and energy. You could have been reading Proust. Hmm. That's what I'll be doing next year. Proust, bit of Proust. Yeah, but I, you know, I can't do it now. I can't. I can't go back, can I? I mean, I'd just be in search of lost time. Hey, <laughs> let's leave it there. <laughs> and from Proust, we're going into Josiah's library, which is the Proust of Doctor Who. It's Peter Haining's <laughs> a celebration <laughs> book. Proust Haining. Yeah, <laughs> that was a great link, Sam. reading. Determined to finish this book before we reach Bombay. So here we are in Josiah's library and we have a very special book. Uh, the special book of all special things. It's Doctor Who, a celebration two decades through time and space by Peter Haining. He's dead now. start talking about it because I get a bit confused was this uh, 25 glorious years was it repackaged as 25 glorious years he wrote the same book about four times yeah he wrote mm. this one first and then the Doctor Who file or the yeah. his agent was a fucking genius yeah and then um, the uh, the Doctor Who 25 glorious years and I think he may have done a fourth one Peter Haining has the the accolade of basically inventing Sweeney Todd what, are you, what, what? are you talking about Sweeney Todd Hear me out here. He wrote a book about Sweeney Todd, the, the official guide to Sweeney Todd, right. and just invented bollocks right. about the actual legend of Sweeney Todd. But there was, but there was a legend of Sweeney Todd. But he expanded that. it greatly and said it was so fact. He, he was a famous liar. He popularised it. Mm. Mm. But he invented it. Pretty did, much did, the did he inspire Sondheim to write his musical? Possibly. Is this prior to Sondheim's musical? It when is. Oh, it was in the late seventies. Well, it's Peter Haining's. It's actually in this book. It's a, Stephen Sondheim wrote a musical about it. Yes, he did. Yes, yes that was an inspiration did. for Burke the Musical. Entirely ignored, actually. <laughs> it wasn't your one point. I remember you emailing me saying we should we should seek inspiration for Sweeney Todd, and then I started watching it, but got bored and turned it off. I fucking hate Sondheim. Sondheim. I hate Sondheim. Yeah, yeah. I tried Into the Woods. That was probably the worst film I've ever seen. It's horrible music. I like Sweeney Todd. Generally, I can take it. But this was I. I can't talk about this particular book. But I had 25 glorious years. Which is essentially the second edition. I fucking loved it. Ah. I fucking loved it. Was it the pictures or the text? It came out in 1988, I assume. Yeah. It was 25. 
But no, it was just the object itself. It was beautiful. Was it the hardback version? Hardback. Was it the fact that you could fold out one of the... You could uh, fold the, out the color, one of the coloured pages, pages of pages. all the Doctors, Doctor which I photocopied and used for a project at school. Oh, <laughs> oh, it was wonderful. So all this is bring back... I should have brought it, actually. It's got signatures from uh, Gene Marsh and all the other... Oh, really? Yeah, I took it to Nebula 90. Oh, we, yes. Where I didn't meet Greg, but she we were used to be, Yeah, that's right. She was married to John Pertwee. The Liverpool connection. That's yeah. one for Jason Hello, Jason. I hope you're still tuning in despite uh, Mr. Samuel Payne's rudeness on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, so rude, Sam. <laughs> well, you like... need to be nicer to people. I saw that tweet. He said, I've been silenced. I couldn't even remember what he was talking about. I had to listen back to the podcast. You, to- you told him to DM us. Roger Delgado. No, no, we welcome him. That's Barry Lett. We Lovely welcome stuff to our listeners. We've some do. great pictures and some great ones. Look at that. That is Roger Delgado. We're not an oligarchy. We're not like the EU. No, we're an open democracy where I we listen this. to people. Thumbs up, Bray, guys. Back in the days when books are mostly black oh, and white right. and you get some colour spreads yeah. in the middle, you know? Like uh, Sarah well, Sutton. Because this is Sarah this, Sutton this kind out. of book was sh- off. <laughs> I never. Has anyone? Wasn't it Alan Partridge who said, uh, "I've given up wanking and smoking as I uh, used to be a ten a day man." <laughs> I used to smoke like a chimney as well. <laughs> we all wanked. We'll hold our hands up, our wizened hands. <laughs> uh, but uh, but but not to Doctor Who pictures, did we? No. Did you do that? He's look, looking very shifty. I think he probably did. Yes, it was a picture of Patrick. <laughs> anyway, moving on. But uh, no, no, this this was mm. my my internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Everything is in the on, on the internet. It was your this goggle. Your... It was my goggle. We, yeah. we didn't have a video at that point. We didn't have a video, so we did. I couldn't afford. Even if we did, I think we did get a video when I was ten. So we, but I couldn't afford to watch. No, we didn't have UK Gold. We didn't have uh, no. constant DVD rewinds. Well, in our house, we we generally just thought that only common people. Sky television. Yes, well, it remains the case. Yeah. Just so. <laughs> but uh, that lovely, enticing cover with the TARDIS door is just, just open and the balloons. It it's inviting you in. It's saying, come on, this is, you're going to have a lovely time. And you do have a lovely time. It's a lovely book. And the so many people that are dead now in this. It's, yeah. it's frightening, actually. On and there's the contemporary picture. Yeah, on page 69, it's talking about uh, the five doctors. I sent this to. Uh, Let's go through it. Okay, here we are. Who's that? Patrick Chapman, dead. Who's that? John Lincoln, dead. Who's that? Richard Herndl, dead. Who's that? Liz Sladen, dead. Who's that? Tom Baker's back. Alive, alive. Waxwork, though. Who's that? John Pertwee, dead. Who's that? Nicole Scotney, dead. Peter Davison, alive. Who's that? Caroline Ford, alive. Who's that, though? John Leeson. John Leeson as K9. Well, he's not there, is he? But I sent this, a similar photo to Greg earlier this this month, or a couple of months ago, because this is the photo shoot from the five doctors isn't it mm. and uh, I just read an article it says underneath a fascinating publicity shot for the 20th anniversary special for five doctors it's true that's all true mm. but it's a long time ago now I mean it is fascinating <laughs> it is fascinating that's only I'll the tell year you after Brezhnev died Brexit uh, Brezhnev he died the year before 82 yes sadly um, we all loved him how many TARDIS is out of five or five this book five, five. nostalgia Oh, five. I'm going to give, fuck it, I'm going to rescore the three doctors, the five (laughs) doctors, and this fucking book, the five out of five. (laughs) What it does, it brings up a wave of nostalgia. That's what you want in life, isn't it? Because life was better when we were children. We could almost say, celebrate good times. Peter Hayden! (laughs) 
great. He's dead. He's dead. He's dead. He's dead. That, are we nearly done? This We're done. This is the end of the episode. This is the end of the episode. So you can hear the the Catholic theme music creeping in. But before we go, what does? We don't know where it's from. Let's say the power of crawl. No. Oh, I, I, I'll, I'll, give it, I'll give it to you again. Oh, no, no, we don't need to hear it again. Very long. <laughs> guess, guess. I'm going to guess it, it sounds like it's about religion. Yes. So I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go with keep time era. So you, I think. No, you're, you're both wrong. Oh. It's Hinchliffe era. Oh. On what? On whether the moon is made of cheese or whether the cock crows three times before dawn and twelve hens lay addled eggs. What school of philosophy is that? I can easily teach him. All it requires is a colourful imagination. Planet of Eden. Nope. Renaissance Italy. Uh, Renaissance of the Daleks. <laughs> Mask of Mandragora. Well yeah. done, Sam. Or Mask yeah. of Mandragora. <laughs> well done. I don't think you can really give Sam a point there. No. <laughs> Renaissance Italy, Tom Baker. You both did terribly badly, considering I even told you it was Tom Baker at <laughs> the start of the episode. <laughs> Well, you know. Oh my god, I've, I've had 15 missed calls from Buddy Windra. He's a lawyer, you know, Tom. Yes, he is. Well, a little sue eagle. Me. <laughs> sue me, sue me, fucking sue me. Everything I've said is true. Yeah. And on that bombshell, we'll see it's you. time to say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. We love you. I want everyone to get fucked. If you enjoyed listening to that twaddle, you can follow us on Twitter at DW Menagerie. That's at DW Menagerie. And we'll be tweeting various photographs of our inside leg measurements and that sort of thing. Doctor Who is copyright of the BBC. No infringements on copyright are intended. Support Doctor Who by purchasing DVDs and CDs and all other media from the BBC. Any comments made by the complete menagerie, <laughs> almost, are all our own. You've been listening to a Sixth Floor production.